Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week in the Premier League review, Spurs stop a run of two straight defeats with a point in an action-packed North London derby, but wins for Chelsea and United mean the race for the top four is heating up. Man City are in pole position for the title and at the bottom, Fulham and Huddersfield look doomed for the championship. In the EFL roundup, the leaders in all three divisions win and move a step closer to promotion. And Yeovil get three points in a five-goal thriller to move closer to safety in League Two. We have the weekly teaser and an update on the predictions challenge. And this week's special topic is on Fulham. There's plenty to talk about, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of You From The Sideline Podcast. Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hello, Rich. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good because I'm a Spurs fan in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Very, very it's well a, done. It's, it's so a good very time well to be a Spurs fan. Very Thanks. Yeah, that means so, a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, credit where credit is due. Um, so yeah, uh, well, well, we'll crack on and we'll go straight into this week's teaser. Um, so Rich, as our special topic is around Fulham, uh, this teaser is uh, a kind of a Fulham, Fulham one related. Uh, so Rich, can you tell me Fulham have only kept one clean sheet all season in the Premier League? Which team has failed to score against them? Hmm, tricky. Tricky, go. tricky. Uh, assuming they've played this team twice. Uh, but uh, so so it, sure. it it was it was the one clean sheet they kept. It is the one clean sheet. Okay. They kept. And I it, know, and just, it was I think it was draw. pretty early. I think it was it pretty early in the season. It was a nil nil draw. They didn't actually score themselves, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I will I will have to have a think. I'm pretty sure it's. I think I've got an idea. It, it may be a guess, as as with every week. But yeah, hey, why, right. why break the habit? <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll move into the Premier League review, and we'll start with the first game of the weekend, which was your team, Rich Tottenham against Arsenal. Um, I will let you talk about this one uh, just in a second, um, but it was actually a very good game. I watched the majority of the game. Um, I had to go out, so I missed the sort of last 15 minutes. So I missed all the the good bits. Um, I have to say your defending was poor for the first goal. I think there was a bit of a mix-up, maybe, slightly. Um, but I'm sure you're going to have your own view on it and obviously the, the view on the penalties as well. Yes, um, I think lots of talking points. I think that it was it was good for Spurs to get a point to stop the to stop the run of of defeats after the defeats at Burnley and Chelsea. Um, I, de- I definitely think after the game that Spurs would be happier with a point. Um, as much as it pains me to say, I think Arsenal probably deserve to win. They they, they were the better team on the day. Um, I thought it was a bit scrappy from Spurs, really, and I kind of think that Arsenal didn't let Spurs settle at all. The first goal, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened there. 
Um, you seem to be pushed but, very far forward, all your players. Yeah, I think. Know, yeah, I think they were sort of holding holding on the halfway line, <clears> and then, yeah. I mean, Ramsey got through in a decent finish. Um, I think as far as as far as the talking points go, um, I think that it it the, the, for the Spurs one now. It was a penalty in the respect of the foul. It was a it was it was a clear foul in the area, so it was a penalty. But there's no getting away from it. Kane was offside yeah, um, yeah. when the free kick came in, and I've heard a lot of criticism about the assistant referee and how he wasn't in line and how he didn't spot it and all sorts of things like that. And I think that that. This may be a bit of Spurs fan talking, but the the penalty was given, so you you've got to kind of just move on from it. Um, but I I think if if the shoe's on the other foot, it, it is going to annoy well, you. It won't happen um, next season, though, will it? So all this will be. Well, you you say that you say that, but you don't know because I mean yeah. it, it's. I I agree with the camp that say it's either offside or it isn't. So, um, not this. You're offside by sort of the edge of your boot or something like that but no no it wasn't a penalty um so i think spurs got a bit of luck there um at the same time i'm not convinced that arsenal's penalty was a penalty i think soft. that was pr- that was that was <laughs> that was pretty soft to be fair he just touched him um, slightly wasn't it but it wasn't yeah, enough for anyone to go down and there's there's a there's quite a few people that have been saying maybe the ref sort of knew that he that they'd made a mistake for the Spurs one. I, I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, they, they were both in the second half, so how he would have known, I've, I've no. got no idea. Um, so I think justice was probably done with that, with Lloris making the save. Um, and then you've got, which I didn't really notice, to be honest, when I was watching it, the whole Vertonghen encroaching on the penalty. Now, I, I know the rules are the rules, but... I'd sort of challenge anybody to to name a penalty that's been taken where there hasn't been a player in the box at the point that the it's ball's kicked. It's not, yeah, yeah it's and well. I mean, it was an unbelievable block, but there's probably a camp that will say, well, he wouldn't have been in that position if he wasn't encroaching so much. So, I don't know, the, the, the encroachment on a penalty is almost like the, the keeper being on his line when the ball's kicked. No keeper's ever on his line <laughs> when the penalty's kicked. Or, I mean, you could go to the extent of saying about the quadrant for corners. The ball's never in the quadrant. So I guess it depends how far you want to push it. Um, and the last talking point, I, I think it was a red card. And I thought it was high. No. It was high, it was high, and he caught him high. And I think by the laws of the game that that, that is a red card. A lot, of, a lot of press and that over the weekend and a lot of pundits have all said that they didn't think it was a red. I personally think it was. Um, I've seen, you've seen players get sent off for, for less than that, so I wouldn't... Yeah, you know. so I would, I, I would have said it was a red. Um, and overall, I think Spurs will be happier with the point than Arsenal. If if Arsenal had won that, they would have only been a point behind Spurs, which sort of three or four games ago, Spurs had, I think it was like a 10-point ten lead. Yeah. Um, and that would have been cut right down. So as, as a Spurs fan, I'm, I'm happy with the point. 
Uh, I think we've moved on, obviously, the Dortmund game last night. I think it, it just sort of shows how Spurs are doing this season. I mean, every, every team has a blip. Um, the, the thing I find annoying, um, especially when, when Spurs don't win or they, they have a couple, of, a couple of defeats in a row, is the, the press is always about Pochettino and not winning trophies. And um, he always seems to say something relatively controversial when Spurs are going through a bad patch. Like now he's saying that it's sort of like it would take five to 10 years to get Spurs into a title winning team. And the, the press sort of pick up, pick up on that and all the pundits pick up on that. And when Spurs aren't in a good place, there's, there's an awful lot of press about them, but it, I think it, the sort of the performance last night and the win last night, it's almost all forgotten about. So um, I'd sum it up by saying if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd, I'd be pretty gutted. I'd be pretty annoyed, but I'm not. I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm happy with a point. <laughs> right, we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to the, the Bournemouth-Man City game. Uh, not the best of games from Man City, but they, you know, they did what they had to do. Is this the second time they've won 1-0? In a row, I, I swear they won last weekend as well. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. They beat uh, who did they it beat last now. week? It was one now. Yes, it was but, West Ham. Um, West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, yeah. They, they they didn't play great. It's not the Man City that we've been talking about. Obviously, you know, f- for weeks on end, where they were winning like three or four nil. Um, I thought Bournemouth played okay. I think they did enough to hold City back from scoring. Um, but yeah, not. Not really too much from from a city point of view. I think you'd just be happy with three points. Yeah, I went out, and obviously now they're they're top. So I did. I didn't think it was the game that a lot of people expected. It it certainly wasn't the game that I expected. Bournemouth at home are normally pretty attacking. Um, And I know (laughs) a Chelsea fan, I can say they definitely are. (laughs) And I, I, I guess. Man City didn't let them play their normal game, but at the same time, I think Bournemouth probably went into it slightly more defensively than they would do normally. Um, I've, I didn't think it was a great game, but I think City are doing what Liverpool aren't. City are, are, are winning ugly. They're, they're, they're not winning 3 or 4-0 like we, we may expect them to. Um, but they're doing... They're getting the three points, whereas Liverpool, basics, Liverpool yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that's all they need to do. I mean, I think Boric's got to be dif- disappointed with the goal. I mean, to be yeah. beaten at his near post like that. Um, but I mean, De-, De Bruyne coming off with an injury, we'll have to wait and see sort of how really severe said, that is. Haven't said too much about that. Obviously, we're recording it on a Wednesday, and we still don't really. No, the extent he's he's no, had luck with injuries on either season. He has, and I, I I don't think that will make or break their season because I mean there's they've got such oh, yeah, quality and yeah. such depth in their squad that I, I don't think it's gonna gonna hinder them hinder them that much really um, if he is out for sort of a, a, a long period of time. But the, the, they need they need to get three points, and they did. Um, and obviously, playing the day before Liverpool, it put pressure on Liverpool. And the, it's it's sort of strange when you think about when they played each other at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the year, sorry. Uh, and if Liverpool had won, they would have been 10 points clear. But now, obviously, we'll come on to the Liverpool game yeah. later. But they've played the same amount of games and now City are a point ahead. And um, 
I wouldn't like to be chasing City because no. I mean they're just winning. I think that's their I think that's their fifth win in a row since they lost to Newcastle. So um that that defeat hasn't hampered them at all no. really. That they're, they're they're back on form, they're winning. Um and they're winning without playing particularly well. Which is what you know, what you gotta do, I suppose. This, it reminds me of what I remember when Chelsea won the league with Mourinho. His second time he won the league with Chelsea, we we were winning games one nil, and you know as long as you get the three points, you don't have to play particularly well, do you? So no, but I think we're at the I think we're at the stage of the season now where I, I'm I'm not sure Guardiola is going to be obviously he wants them to play good football, but if if they're going to win scrappy games one nil, we're at that he's stage of the season. I, I don't think he's going to be that worried. No. Right, we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to the Brighton Huddersfield game. Uh, Again, not not the mo- not the most eventful of games, but a, a, a big win for Brighton this one. I know Huddersfield are bottom of the league, and you probably would have expected Brighton to win, but it could have been one of those games for Brighton. But you know they got a goal and the three points, which obviously makes them a bit more clear from from the bottom pack. So, well, they've been a bit in a bit of bad run of form, Brighton, haven't they? So I think it's. If they hadn't have beaten that, I mean, with, with the greatest respect to Huddersfield, I almost feel that the majority of the teams in the league think or f- feel they should be getting three points against them. Um, so it, it, it is a good win for Brighton. Like you say, it moves them that that much closer to safety. Um, Huddersfield, I mean, I know it's not mathematically certain, but they've got to be down. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're playing okay. They're just they're just not scoring goals. I know they got the win against Wolves um, in uh, midweek, but they they are just not scoring goals, and that is that is their biggest problem. Fourteen goals this season, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. And the one thing that. With Huddersfield, and it's normally—I mean, we obviously normally speak very highly of them, and I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to diss them at all. But I, I have heard that there's a bit of unrest with uh, Jason Punchin, who's gone there on loan. Oh. He's, had, he's had a bit of a bust up with a manager, and he's been told he won't play for them again. I'm not sure how that right. works when you're on loan. Just send him back. Yeah, but I kind of think that, that you, you bring up you bring a player in on loan to play them, and he's not playing him. Obviously, something's happened. Yeah. Um, which, which isn't good, but they they must surely be focusing. I, I, if I was a Huddersfield fan, I would be. I just wouldn't. I, I would just be waiting for the end of the season. Yeah. So you can rebuild. draw a line under it. Um, yeah. I, I tr- think the, try and rebuild in the summer and then go go next year. Well, I think the good thing for them is that the, the players that they got. I don't. I wouldn't see a mass clear out of players. I think they'd be able to keep hold of most of those players that they got now so i wouldn't see too no many i mean i think they've probably got some players on on decent salaries that they've I'm bought sure. in to to try and to try and keep them in the division again but sure a couple you know the couple of players that they bought in on january were probably told that the likelihood is that you know they would be in the league yeah i mean so. yeah you're right I don't, they're not like a swansea or a stoke where you could sort of pick off three or four international players to go back up into the book no. only time will tell I mean yeah. it depends players they've had a taste of Premier League I mean you wouldn't blame them for wanting to to go back but all depends who goes up I guess no. and who, who stays in the division but yeah, a good win for Brighton um, but I think hope is has has 
if it isn't fading fast, it's already faded sure. Field, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, Burnley Palace. Uh, Palace, a, a, a very, very strong win here. And I, I can remember before January, we were talking about them not being able to score goals. And now they can't stop scoring goals. It's, yeah, it's just the, a massive turnaround. Yeah, there's an interesting stat about Palace. So Palace have got the... I'm sure I've got this right. They've got the second second to worst home record in the Premier League, but they have the best away record outside the top six. Fair play. Fair so, play, you know. but I think that I think this game sort of, if anything, it absolutely proves that point. And I know we said it when when they beat Leicester uh, last week that Palace are just set up to to play on the break and and yeah. to attack teams and with the pace of Zaha he, he scored another great goal um, did you see what he did to their defense <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think they're still spinning i think they're still sat on the floor spinning them on the floor he I literally went that, back and forth about three times and they still fell for it every time it they're going to do well to keep hold of him in the summer i mean i think we spoke before about spoke him possibly the, leaving uh, in january and i think i, I think he he I don't know, not too big a signing to go in January, but um, I know I know Dortmund showed some interest in him, but they're they're gonna they're gonna have their work cut out to keep hold of him because he's had a, a brilliant season. Um, I mean, the first goal, the own goal. I mean, I don't think there's an awful lot you can do about that. I think it's just it's human nature to sort of stick your knee out, and the fact it goes in is just unlucky. And that's why. No, oh, goal was a good goal. I think that's still going. How that didn't burst the net, that stayed hit, that shot. That was He's such a, a good goal. We, uh, we'll just get this right. He is still a Chelsea player. But I, I don't, yeah, yeah, and I don't understand why they're not using him. Exactly. I don't, I do not, I mean, he's he not going to score him 20, 30 goals, no, but, but he's he going to do something for them. When he played for Chelsea, he did score goals, and this is what I can't. And did you see Morata at the weekend scored twice for Atletico Madrid? Yeah, and he, he scored did, yeah. the weekend before as well. So yeah, but I always I always liked Batshuayi, but he just wasn't. Where, where did he go? He was at Dortmund, wasn't he? Did yeah, he? He was at uh, at at the start of the season. He went to Valencia. Valencia, for six that's months. it. Yeah, yeah. And then, but he was at Dortmund last year. But, but he scores goals wherever he goes, and yeah. he he. I feel a bit sorry for sort of Benteke and Wickham a little bit, but he. He he he's given Palace another dimension, well, he's lead, and they leading the line up top, isn't he? He's, yeah, you know, he's... they look a threat. They absolutely yeah. going forward. They always look like they've got goals in them, and the form Burnley have been in. Just I, think, I think I think they'd back, gone they? yeah yep. five or six undefeated, and yeah. the, the, I, I've heard some some Burnley fans over the weekend just saying the team just weren't at the races in the game. They just. Uh... I think that maybe not, they just not got through lack of effort. Palace, but they just yeah, but Palace will do that. Palace yeah, will do that to a lot of teams. Maybe they just weren't organised enough. But no, and I, I, and I, I like Roy Hodgson. I think he's yeah. a decent manager. I mean, he he had his critics when he was at England, but I don't know an England manager that hasn't really. And I think Palace are safe. I mean, I don't I don't think Palace no, are going to go right. down, but they're they're a team that are going to going to worry. Worry, worry the big teams that that they've got left to play. I know, sort of United beat them last week, which I don't think many people saw saw them winning so comfortably. But that was a great win for Palace. Yeah, good good goals. So, well, speaking of United, <laughs> uh, yeah. they played Southampton. And I, 
I don't think I've seen a game this season with as many good goals in as this one. It was just it was just like a contest of who could actually score the best. It was goal like of a goal game. of the month. It, yeah, it was a game of it, goal it, of the month contenders, it was. wasn't it? I think there's literally at least three of the goals in this game are probably the best three goals you're going to see this month. If not, I, but I couldn't figure out which was my favourite. I quite like the free kick. Pereira's yeah. goal. Pereira's, Pereira's goal, goal was the best for me. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a beautiful strike. But there, Great there was goal. a talking point in this one about potentially two penalties that Southampton should have got in the first half. Uh, both, I believe, were Bertrand. Um, I wasn't too sure on the first one, but the second one, I thought there was enough contact for him maybe to get a penalty. But I have to say, Southampton, other than that, Southampton did actually play quite well here. They did. I, I think there was. I think there was probably penalties for both sides, um, and I'm not sure. I don't think Saints deserve to lose the game. To be honest, um, I think that the things for me in that game is is one how how back on form Lukaku is now. I think I know he scored tonight. I don't know he's who got twice. He, so he's, he's got, got two. Yeah, so he got, got two both. against Palace, two against Saints, and and obviously two tonight. And something that that I read over the weekend is that he's he's got them all with his wrong foot. Which <laughs> maybe, maybe that's his right. Maybe yeah, that, that's I think right he must foot, be left. He must be left footed. Maybe he just I mean, doesn't know. The, the, the two he got against Saints were, were both of his right foot. I mean, the, the winner was just instinct. Um, uh, two well. very different goals. The first one was sort of very skillful, got himself in the position and a, a great shot which bent past the keeper. The second one, he sort of hasn't got any time to think on it. He just he, he makes that yard of space for himself. And then it was a great finish. Um, but I, I do think from a Saints point of view this is where I find them a bit frustrating because there's, they can play like that. And the way they played on Saturday, there's no way they should be in the position they're in in the no, league. No. If they played like that against, you know, the teams around them, they would be in, not in half the trouble that they are at the moment. No, I completely agree. I completely but, agree. I thought, I thought they played really well. They did. Um, but they've, well, <laughs> they've got Spurs this weekend, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that one goes, whether they turn up for that one or whether they don't. I hope not. Oh, I'll yeah. be there, Chris. Oh, yeah. I, was about I to will say, be there. I know someone that's turning up. That's you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the podcast will be will be coming from St. Mary's. Yeah. Just, just on United very quickly, um, yeah. and it's a question that's been going on for a long time, um, but just quickly from your view, Chris, would you give Solskjaer the job now? Yes. Or would you give him the job at all? I and if so, give, would you I give it give to him, him now? Job. I would give him the job, but I wouldn't give him the job until the end of the season. Uh, I, I heard someone why? today... I, there's so many different today, views say, on this, but I don't, I don't, if you're going to give him the job, I don't, I don't know why you don't give it to yeah. him now. The thing is, are they are they holding? It just seems like they might be holding out for someone else. I don't know. But I, I think they'd be crazy to hold out for anybody still, else. Is this true? A story that I heard yesterday that he was he is he was under contract with Mulder still. Apparently, he's not now. Yeah, from, I heard from he, what he said, he what yeah. he was. Yeah, he he, he was. was under contract with both, okay. but. I think he's confirmed now that that contract with Mould has now so, now expired. So it's just United. But I, I almost think that 
unless he's been told, because if you're going to give him the job permanently, you would want to start planning for next season with signings yeah. and things like that. And I guess there's an element where he can't do that at the moment unless he knows he's getting the but, job. So I just think if you're going to give it to him, I'd give it to him now. I heard someone say today um, that he he's failed his biggest test so far, and that was the game against P- the first leg against PSG. Right, no, he beat Spurs. That was his biggest test. <laughs> but they are winning tonight. But obviously, I, I don't buy that. I mean, how, how, there's not a lot of teams that would beat that would beat PSG. So I don't think you yeah. can say that he's failed. Failed. I, I would I give it to him. I would give it for me. But I'd give it to him now, personally. Yeah, it, it's strange why they haven't, but. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Anyway, Wolves, Wolves Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. Um, Cardiff are falling apart a little bit. They've lost. They, I think they've lost a little bit of belief. I don't know. They just don't. Obviously, last weekend as well, they they got a bit of a hiding as well. So. If, if just... you if you pick Cardiff and Saints, which at the moment look like it's one of those two that are going down. I think Cardiff look like the more likely. Yeah, and you wouldn't um, have said that. You wouldn't have said that like three or four games. No, but it's their defending. It's the same story as sort yeah. of Fulham and Huddersfield. That it, it, it's, it's absolutely the main reason that's let them down. I mean, when they were 2-0 down sort of so early and the goals came in such quick success, two succession. Minutes, two goals in two minutes. Yeah, I mean, and it, yeah. that ends up being the final score. I mean, you could see Neil Warnock on the sideline and his reaction. He was like almost... He like yeah, it was almost as if, like, why have we bothered coming here? If, if that's how we're going to defend, then there wasn't really any point in yeah. in turning up. And I don't, I don't really think Wolves had to sort of get out of second or third gear really to win that game. I mean two good goals. Um oh, yeah yeah two you well can't deny goals, that yeah. but they certainly got a helping hand just from Cardiff's defending. Just seeing them again on, on Saturday just it just felt like that they didn't really have anything there. It, it, it's just so so weird because you know only you know three weeks ago they won two games in a row and everything was looking you know fine and dandy but yeah, yeah, but that's the that's still, the trouble though. It, yeah. it 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 is about it is about being being consistent, really. Um, and if you look at their sort of next run of fixtures, I mean, they've got West Ham at home uh, Sat Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, Sat- I think it uh, is. Sunday. Is. I think it's uh, Sunday. No, Saturday. No, it's Saturday. Sorry, no, three o'clock Saturday. So they've got West Ham at home, and I mean West Ham on their day. I mean they'll turn turn them over. Then they've got Chelsea at home. Then they're away to Man City, so you, you I mean, you, you could feasibly say they'll come out of their next three games with no points. Um, they've still got to play Liverpool. They've got Man United away last game of the season. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't fancy. I think they've got probably that. I think that, I don't think Southampton have that hard of a. No, but I mean, I wouldn't fancy uh-huh. going to Old Trafford on the last game no. of the season. Not if you're, not if you're, when... not if they're fighting for fourth. And, and you're yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Saints fixtures, just just to compare, so they've got Spurs Saturday, and they've got Brighton, they've got Liverpool. I mean, apart from Spurs and Liverpool, they haven't got anyone in the sort of top six. They've got Wolves, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Huddersfield. I, I, I think I think Cardiff for the first time I've, I've got I think they look in a bit of trouble. Yeah, uh, shame really. Great. 
Uh, it is, but I mean, they they may well surprise us. We don't yeah, know, so we'll just yeah. have to wait and see. Not a great, not a great so, game though. So the West Ham Newcastle game. Um, I've put I've put two things down on this one. Newcastle seem to be very hit and miss at the moment, and Declan Rice. What do you think of him? He's a player, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Very player. Yeah, I wonder Looks whether like they're. I, I, I wonder whether sort of some teams are going to come in, Let's come in for they're, him. They're going to have to have their pitchforks out, prodding people away from them because yeah. I think. I think that the thing is, he's young, he's English, and yeah. those two things alone, and he's got potential. You know that already instantly makes him a twenty million pound player in the in in the market. So yeah, but I think that very he, very desirable player, I would say. I think he can he's, play because he yeah, he's play, almost like Eric. He's almost like Eric. He Dyer, can play though. in front of the defense as well. He can play centre back and defensive midfield as yeah. well, can't he? Yeah, he he does remind me of Eric Dyer when when Spurs sort of first signed him from Lisbon, and he he's sort of that defensive holding midfielder. Yeah. That I think that it's only him and him and Dyer that can probably play that role. Um, I'm not sure there's many other English players think, that can. Do you think he'll get a call up? Because we're, we're oh yeah, absolutely, in especially in yeah, season, without a doubt, and especially because of because of what's happened. I think the England squad's out next week, but the, I think. Well, especially what's happened game, with Ireland. Yeah. Especially what's happened with with him sort he's, of. He's turned them down, and he turned them down. Yeah, so he's sort of he's put his allegiances with England. I think that they're going to put him in the squad and give him a full cap before. Yeah. Um, so so Ireland can't pinch him back. But yeah, he he played well in that game. I do agree with you. I think Newcastle were a bit. They've had a couple of wins, which has which has got them out of trouble. Um, well, but I find West Ham quite inconsistent, really. But I think the early goal and then the penalty just before half time, it's sort of, I think it was almost over at half time, really. And I think West Ham, they always seemed in control of it. Um, yeah. And I find an early goal always difficult, especially when you're away from home, because you have to change your game plan so early on that it that it must sort of disrupt disrupt the team and the, the sort of the game plan that they've got sort of goes out the window quite early. So I wasn't surprised that West Ham won really, but no. I think, I think that it was probably over at half time. Really Newcastle didn't really look like they were offering that much. Is this the, the England games that are coming up? Is this the first ones for the Euros qualification? Isn't it? Um, is, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's friendlies. Away. Yeah, no, I don't think is. they're friendlies. They haven't got a friendly plan this season because they've got the Nations League in June as well. Right. Yeah. So, That's yeah. probably that. That probably rubber stamps Declan Rice being in it because it'll be a full international. So he'll yeah. um, he'll be he'll be tied to England then. Cool. So Watford Leicester. Um, Brendan Rodgers' first game in charge. But you know, you know the one thing that got me about this game is he was sat next to Colo Torre. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. He's assistant manager, isn't he? Yeah, I had he's to brought look Colo Torre with him. I had to look up. But I'm not yeah. sure their connection. Did He didn't play in, under, I think under him at played, Celtic, or did he, he? I think he did. I think he played his last games 
before retiring at Celtic. No, but he didn't. I, he I, played it at City because he fell out he? with Guardiola, didn't he? Yeah, he fell out with Guardiola. I just, I just, I was there. I was thinking, I swear that was Colo It is. <laughs> it just seems like the most unlikeliest of pairs you're going to see. Oh, Colo So I'm thinking of Yaya Torre. Sorry. I got the wrong one. Yeah, I got the wrong one. Yeah, um, no, Colo, no, yeah, you might be right then. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Sorry. Yeah. But it was just strange just seeing him next to him. I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I did Didn't hear. That, I did hear that, that he'd. Um, I did hear that he that he was there. Yeah, on the coaching staff. Uh, but th- anyway, I mean, that, that was a strange game. game. It was a strange yeah. game for me. I mean, I think Leicester. I think. I, I, I think think, a bit Heath that they they drew that. I know they didn't play great, but to let in a goal right at the end. No, and I think that I thought that Leicester played pretty well. I thought Madison was sort of central to to everything they'd done. They they looked dangerous. Vardy's goal was almost sort of going back to like when they won the title. It was sort of a a great through ball. Vardy's pace gets in the gap. Just quickly, Porto have scored against Roma. That one's 2 1 now. So, So is that level on aggregate? Oh, no. 2 0. 3 Two is it in that one on aggregate? I can't remember what the score in the first leg. Oh no, was. the first leg was two one. No, the first yeah, so I was going to say yeah, so it's three yeah. three now. Yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, the only thing I don't get with this is so there's an awful lot of talk that Rogers has taken a step down, leaving Celtic for Leicester, and I think there's. There's, there's probably a lot of people that say that's true. Um, and Robbie Savage, for example. I, so he, I don't. I, I, don't uh, I don't think that. <laughs> no, I don't. And nor did he. So his, his view was that as, as a footballer, you would rather be in a, in a position or playing for a team that, that had a future to build into sort of a top six Premier League club, top six, yeah. top seven Premier League club as opposed to being at Celtic where it's almost a given each year that you're going to win um, uh, and the level of opposition. I mean, so, some Celtic fans disagreed with it and they, they've got a point. I mean, Celtic are more likely to be playing planet. like, well, I mean, they're more likely to be playing Madrid or Barcelona or someone like that rather than Leicester because chances are Celtic will have, have a much better chance of getting into the Champions League than Leicester will. But I almost think it's it's too early because in, in my mind Leicester are safe; they're not going down. No. So I'm not sure what he achieves between now and the end of the season because I kind of think that he's got a free pass. He, oh yeah, he, he can't really be. Um, he's not going to get sacked yeah, if he loses on no a, a quarter of a season, are you? Let's no, and a couple it, more so. a couple more wins, and Leicester are probably going to be more than safe. And even if they have an average run in from now to the end of the season, he's not he's not going to get sacked. Um, and I feel it's a huge summer for Leicester. Um, I mean, even Casper Smichael's getting a lot of criticism, which I've not heard before. No, um, Morgan, goal, his, it was his kick, wasn't it, that eventually yeah, led to the yeah, the, absolutely. The, the, I mean, it was it was his. It was a poor clearance, free touches. It's in the back of the net. Hold on to it. Isn't it? Um, I think Morgan at the back's probably going to be off. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Vardy. 
I mean, I, I wonder about Vardy when he was just, on the verge of joining Arsenal, whether he yeah, regrets that. Because I don't speak, think he's not going to get a move like that again. Just, no. just speaking of Vardy, it, the tackle that Mariapa made on him, um, 50 so in the first or, half. Yeah, so this is where he potentially could have got through on goal. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I know he's. I know he was he's coming quick, in at an angle. But. There was another defender there as well, but would he have caught Vardy? But I don't think, in the ref- as a referee, I don't think you kind of... I don't think it was a red. I don't, you know, I, I don't think it was a red. It. Yeah, I didn't think it was a red, but you know, some people have said that it might have potentially been a red. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't personally. But I, I think on, on the other side of this, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge... I'm not Brendan Rodgers' biggest fan. Um... I, I, I'm so down the middle about whether whether it's a step down or not. I think that, that there's a lot of Celtic fans saying that he did it in the wrong way because he didn't say goodbye. There was The club didn't announce that he was talking to Leicester or anything. He sort of just went out the back door. Um, I think he'll be all right for Leicester, but I do think it's going to be a massive summer for them. Mm. Um, but on the flip side of this game, I think Watford deserves so much credit they have. Oh, yeah. They've turned into this season such a good side. They are. They um, are technically, I suppose, the best of the rest. If you get what I mean, out of the top six teams, they are winning the um, Everton Cup. Is, yeah, is the, what the people seventh. say. Yeah, I, I think. So. I think Troy Deeney. I mean, I think he's having a fantastic season, and I'm surprised no one's sort of talking about him going into the England squad when you've got people like. Um, was it Wilson or King at Bournemouth that yeah. that was in the last squad? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Deeney was called up at all. And I think Andre Gray's having a great season. I mean, his Deeney goal gives you a lot of strength, doesn't he? At the top. He does. And I, uh, Gray's goal was was when he got the ball, his first touch and his finish. I mean, it was it was it was a great you, goal. Just quickly going on to you saying Deeney maybe getting a call up. What do you think about Vardy? I just think, think Vardy. Be, I, I, do you think, I think he'll be called up? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he from gives what you... I hear, Gareth Southgate is a very sort of he he won't pick it on name. He'll pick it on performances. Sort of manager. Yeah, but Vardy's get... still scoring goals. I know he's still I... scoring goals, but he, I don't think he's been anywhere near as good as what he's been. No, he hasn't. But he he gives you he gives you something that no other England striker does in the regards of his pace. Um, well, I know Rashford does, but That's depends where depends where he wants to play him. Rashford up yeah, front. Yeah. Um, if you want an answer, no, I don't think he'll be in the squad. No, I don't think so. Either. But it'll be an interesting summer for him as well. I, yeah, I think. I, I think. I think his any potential moves right. to the top top You're six. You're right in saying what you said about Arsenal, but he won't. He won't get a, a move like that. Maybe. No, he won't. No. He won't get a move to any of the top six. Uh, anyway, Fulham, Chelsea. Yes. Obviously, Fulham under Scott Parker now. Didn't actually play that bad, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, personally, I thought the game was going to be a little bit easier than what it was. Um, but Chelsea being Chelsea, they, you know, like to make things very easy for themselves. So. No, but they, the second half, you're under an awful lot of pressure. Especially uh, last think... 10 minutes. They had a goal disallowed. One, Mitrovic probably should have scored his header. Yeah. You know, they, they, they went for it at the end. And, fair, and credit to them. 
problem is with Chelsea, they just sat back too much. They went 2-1 up and then kind of just let them Fulham come at them. But It, it was a game of two halves, that's for sure. I think Chelsea... Right. The well, yeah. I'll take I mean, three points. Higuain's goal was a good finish. I'm, yeah, I'm still not there, convinced. You know, yeah, but there. you say that, but he's he's got three goals, all three of them against the bottom two of the table. Uh, I, I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan. I think that Chelsea. He, he, have told, me, he told me that he listens to the podcast and that he's not. I'm sure he, he does. I'm sure he does. I think. I, I, I think they've bought a name with Higuain. I don't think they've bought the player that that he well, that bought, he they've was. Bought him, they've bought him thinking that that's what Sari wanted because that's what Sarri had at Napoli but this was two three seasons ago well yeah if you were playing Fulham and really Huddersfield really every week you'd, you'd be all right because that's all he scored against but uh, I mean it was a good finish you can't take that away but I think second half um, Fulham probably deserved a point I think I think they'd be disappointed to to come away with a defeat really but I mean a Scott yeah. Parker's whether it's the new manager bounce or not, I think that he he's almost taking it back to basics. I think he realizes he made, that he made two changes to the team that apparently that the fans are very happy about. I think is it Ken, Kenny and Donald? Yeah, I but that's put, but that's bringing it back put, to that's bringing it back yeah. to the championship, isn't it? Which is what, it, they, the, what they were the, talking about. The side only had a couple players in that didn't play from last year or something. I can't remember what it was, but do you think that he is in the position, Scott Parker, that he probably knows that they're going to go down? I think everyone at the club really knows they're going to go down. I don't, there is. Why they changed the manager now? Yeah. Fearing that Ranieri might just leave. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I kind of, well, I, I, let me take that back. Actually, I, I don't think anyone there probably thinks they're going to go down. I think that they will, that like Huddersfield, they will keep going until it's mathematically impossible for them to stay up, and that they're sort of confirmed as going down. But I think that if they were to go down, I feel that Scott Parker would be the right man to to, to take that forward, to take them forward. Um, I think. Ranieri is probably a bit of a gamble for them where they thought he was going to come in and do something a little bit different and sort of change their fortunes but I I know it's one game but I I kind of feel that Scott what Scott Parker's shown in that one game is seen their Premier League record with managers not their their last six managers in the Premier League haven't lasted more than an average like 14 games Mm. not great is it no, but the story was this the story with um, Ranieri because Parker was his last signing for Chelsea. So, so Jukanovic was his first signing for Chelsea, and Parker was his Scott last. Parker was his last. Yeah, and here's a little little side note for you: Scott Parker has never played for Yeovil before you say that, <laughs> but he he was at Chelsea when they won the league. But he didn't actually get a medal because he didn't play enough games for the club. But the club gave him a replica medal. Look, oh, replica medal. They made him special Scott Parker medal. Oh, I mean, all, all your dreams come true. But yeah, just a little sign it. But anyway, we've got the three points. You know, we got the win. That was all that I wanted. I'm not, yeah. I, to be honest, you know, I'm not fussed how we play. We can 
play as bad as we want, but as long as we win, I'm not first. Anyway. Good attitude. Last Good attitude game there, Chris. Of, <laughs> last game on Sunday. Again, built to be one of the best games of the weekend, and we get hugely let down. Uh, in the in the words of Jurgen Klopp, the weather let let that let that game down. Well, I mean, there's there's some excuses, and then that's there's the some excuses. Game, that's isn't the there? second weekend in a row they failed to score a goal. Yeah, you you can go at this at various angles. I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna break tradition here, and I'm gonna Basically, praise Everton. I thought Everton played exactly how they should have played to get something out of that game. I think if they had gone toe to toe with Liverpool, I think there would only have been one winner. And the biggest difference that I saw in that game from Everton previously, I know they got the win against Cardiff, but they defended really really well which is one thing that I don't think that you can really label Everton with so far this season and I thought that although Salah sort of missed some some guilt edge chances uh, at least two or three I thought that Liverpool didn't really they didn't look at the races much like City didn't with with Bournemouth but but City City managed to to get the win, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. this. I thought against Man United last week, I thought Liverpool were the better team. But I would say this week, although Everton didn't have the same amount of chances as Liverpool, I would still say Liverpool, I thought, were the better team on the day. Well, yeah, they were the better team. I don't think there's any denying they were the better team. The one thing I think Liverpool miss, um, and it was highlighted at the weekend, because they had Henderson and, uh, was it Fabinho? Correct. In, in, in the centre of midfield. And although they, I mean, I kind of think that Fabinho is more of sort of maybe a holding holding midfielder. And Henderson, he, I mean, he's got a decent passing range, but they almost need that sort of driving. Passing backwards, Henderson. Or sideways, <laughs> yeah. There's no one better. <laughs> But I think they they almost need that sort of driving that driving mid and I, I hate to say it, but he has had a great season. It's almost like a Sissoko, yeah, or, or a Dembele, and they they I, I don't know whether that was sort of what Keita was meant to give them. And I know he didn't play, but it's almost like they need that driving force from midfield that's going to push them Strange. forward when they need it. Strange that Origi started as well. That's it. Didn't expect him to start, to be honest with you. But well, Firmino was sort of he was on the bench, wasn't he? I mean, the, one of the best things for that was me was when that that fan gave gave Firmino her baby for a photo when he was on the bench. I thought that was, <laughs> I just thought that was brilliant. He was just, so eager for just, it. He, he was sta- he was standing up, sort of saying like, "Pass me the baby, pass me the baby." <laughs> I, I thought that was brilliant. Um, but I'm not sure who else would have played if he wasn't fully fit. Fully fit. I mean, Origi no. played okay against Watford, but he's not nothing against the guy. He's not. He's not sort of Liverpool level. He's. No. He's not. He's. I don't think he's a top four, top six sort of player really. No. Um, but yeah, not not great for Liverpool. Um, but I agree with Klopp. I mean, the weather was awful, and without doubt, it was the weather that caused them to drop points there. It was terrible. I feel so. I feel sorry for all the players. 
he had a bit he had a bit of a go at one of the reporters, didn't he, after the match I saw in the in the press conference. But did you see him with the ball boy? <laughs> Is this when the ball boy was clapping it? <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. You could just sort you could just sort of see that Klopp just wanted to like give him a clip round the ear, yeah, but he just could yeah. not do it. But I mean the ball boy had some had some balls, that's yeah. for sure. Um, anyway, so yeah. That was the uh, the Premier League. Going to go straight into the EFL uh, with Rich with the Championship. Uh, yes, so in the Championship there were wins at the top for Norwich. Uh, they got a three-one win away at Millwall. Uh, that was one all at one point, but Norwich came back to claim the three points. Uh, Leeds won four-nil against West Brom. I think that was on Friday night. That one. Um, was, yeah. I, I think Leeds Leeds scored after like a, a minute or so. Um, it was that uh, they got off to a flying start, and I mean, against especially against West Brom, who are a team that are, that are obviously fighting for a playoff place. That was a great win for Leeds. Um, Sheffield United in third, they dropped two points in the Sheffield derby on Monday night, so that was a nil-nil draw nil-nil, against Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Um, Middlesbrough in fourth, but like like I said, they lost to uh, Leeds. Um, Middlesbrough are in fifth and they drew at the weekend so they lost ground they drew nil-nil away at Wigan Uh, and Bristol City make up the last playoff place in sixth Uh, they also drew at the weekend they drew one all with Preston Um, but they are now level I just want to get this right sorry because Derby played last night and they beat Wigan 2-1 so uh, Derby have played a game more, but they are now level on points with Bristol City. So Derby are in seventh. Uh, then it's a four-point gap after that, which is to Birmingham in eighth. So, um, I mean, there's still quite a few games to go in the championship, but the the sort of top seven are pulling away a little bit. But eighth, ninth, and tenth are all on 50 points. So Birmingham, not in Forest and Hull, but so they're by no means out of it. Uh, at the bottom, uh, Ipswich are still rooted to the bottom and they lost at the weekend. They lost 2-1 at home to Reading, um, which actually lifted Reading out of the relegation zone. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a great result there for Ipswich. Uh, Bolton, who are second to bottom, they lost as well. They lost 2-0 away at Swansea and had two men sent off. So it's not looking great for those for those two at all. So well, Ipswich, Ipswich are, all, are pretty much. Yes, they can't, it, they can't have long left, surely. Now, well, they? Ipswich are on twenty-one points, so they're twelve points off safety. So Reading are in twenty-first on thirty-three points. So that was a must-win game for Ipswich, then, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think. I, I think probably two or three more games if results go against them. I think they'll be down. Um, Bolton aren't, aren't much better, to be honest. So they're seven points from safety. So they're on 26 points. Rotherham, they make up the relegation zone, but they beat Blackburn 3-2 at the weekend, uh, which was a good result. And as we said, Reading, Reading beat Ipswich 2-1. Uh, and then above that, you've got Millwall, Wigan, QPR and Blackburn, who all lost. Blackburn surprised me. About four or five weeks ago, they were sort of in contention for a playoff spot. Now they're sort of down in 17th and um, sort of don't have an awful lot to play for. Um, Game of the day for me, uh, over the weekend, obviously Derby have played since, but it's got to be Villa against Derby. So 4-0, but it was 4-0 at half-time. 
Um, Terry versus Frank Lampard. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen Jack Grealish's goal. I have seen it, yeah. Yeah, what a goal. Um, a corner, wasn't it? it was a corner. Yeah, it's very like Paul Scholes-esque. I I wonder if uh, Spurs will go back in for him in the summer, obviously because they were pretty close to signing him uh, last year, but ended up signing no one. So I wonder whether they'll go back in for him. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, the the bottom of of League One, sorry, the Championship, sorry, is probably, um, I'd say Bolton and Ipswich are sort of the same as Fulham and Huddersfield. It's only a matter of time. Um, But at the top, yeah, Norwich have got a two-point, two-point lead on Leeds and with Sheffield United dropping points Norwich are now five points uh, four points sorry inside the uh, automatic promotion places I'd be good if Norwich I like Norwich it'd be good if they go back up um, so on to League One so uh, the top four teams all won over the weekend leaders Luton they maintained a five-point lead at the top they won 2-0 at home to Rochdale Second place, Barnsley beat Southend 3-0 away. Uh, and that was despite going down to 10 men when Jacob Brown was sent off in the 35th minute and the score was 0-0 at the time. Uh, so even with 10 men, Barnsley went on to uh, win 3-0. I think Barnsley are undefeated in like, like 18 games, which is Blimey. unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, they're in second. Um Sunderland, uh, they're in third. They got their third win in a row, beating Plymouth 2-0 at home. And fourth place, Portsmouth, got their first win after four successive draws. They thrashed Bradford 5-1 at Fratton Park. Charlton and Doncaster make up the playoff places, but they both drew. So the top four um, are, are going good in that division, especially Luton and Barnsley, top two. Um, at the bottom, Wimbledon got a point. They drew 0-0 away at Shrewsbury. Uh, and they're now only three points behind Bradford after their defeat at Portsmouth. And only four behind Rochdale after they lost to Luton. So, um, a few weeks ago, we, we were sort of talking about Wimbledon being sort of cut adrift. But they're um, they're right back in it. So, yeah, it's not over bad, yet. Yeah. Uh, Bristol Rovers, they make up the relegation places. But they... Um, <laughs> They did their they did their chances the world of good of staying up. They uh, won four 0 at home to tenth place Blackpool uh, to close the gap. Lucky. To only <laughs> how can you have a lucky four 0 win? Um, Wait, but yes, it's the wind. So they <laughs> so they closed the gap to only two points between themselves and Walsall, who are in twentieth. Um, there was a total of thirty one goals across the twelve League One games over the weekend. So nearly, nearly three goals a game. So very entertaining okay. indeed in League One. Mm. So, Congress, League t- tell, tell us about Yeovil. That's all we want to hear. <laughs> I'll about. get to you. I'll get to you in a minute. Um, so there is no change in the top four, as all four teams at the top of League Two One. Lincoln beat Forest Green two one. They came from a goal down in that game. Bury beat Macclesfield in a comfortable 3-0 result. Mansfield beat Cheltenham 4-2. Uh, Mansfield were two up in that one, then Cheltenham got it back to 2 all, but two late goals for Mansfield secured the win for them, and MK Dons beat Crawley by a goal to nil. Exeter remain in fifth despite losing 1-0 to Tranmere, and with that win, Tranmere have actually moved into the playoffs now. They're sixth, and the final playoff is for Forest Green. They're seventh. Uh, they lost to topside Lincoln. Uh, now for the bottom, 
uh, Notts County remain bottom, although they did pick up a point against Port Vale, who find themselves just outside the relegation zone now. Port Vale are, are, are getting sucked into that. Uh, Macclesfield, worst defeat since Sol Campbell took over. So, you know, sees them remain in 20... It seems like I'm saying this every week. That, Times you know, were so good for them. Yeah. When he North first County joined. Macclesfield second from bottom. That hadn't changed for like four or five weeks now. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they lost 3-0 to, to Bury, But Bury are playing very well at the moment. Bury actually played last night as well. And they drew one all. Yeah, I saw the game last night. Uh, so... Uh, on to Yeovil, uh, another win for Yeovil, and that pushes them six points clear now of the relegation zone. So, uh, and an and award, an award, Chris. Tell everyone about the award <laughs> yeah. for Yeovil. I saw on Twitter today that that Downway got given the EFL Manager of the Week. <laughs> manager of the Week. That's what you get when you leapfrog Morecambe. And Every everybody's. Everybody's dream, yeah. Manager so, of the week. Well, they beat the team around them, which is, I think, the the main thing. Um, this happened last season, though. They they you know they started well, and then you know middle of the season, not great. Like one win in thirteen, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, when they actually realised, you know, we better start playing now because we're in <laughs> trouble. You know, they start winning games. Well, as long as they as long as they get to enough points to stay up, Chris, I think that's probably all, all they want. So yeah, but yeah, that was uh, League Two, uh, and that is the end of Part One. So coming up in Part Two, we have uh, Rich has got an update on the predictions. We take a look at our special topic, which is Fulham, and I have the teaser answer for Rich. So we'll see you in Part Two. Hello and welcome back to part two of you from the Sideline Podcast. Um, just going to uh, give a quick update on predictions. Um, so last week uh, we had a three-way tie, so 20 points between uh, each of us. So John was our guest uh, last week. So he moves into uh, the top section of the table, uh, so joint third. After a, a decent score of twenty, I'd say um, oh, Jamie's still yeah. Jamie's still top on yeah, thirty. Yeah. I, I was looking at this earlier. I think it was week five he did it. It was really early on, um, and we're sort of into the thirties now. Obviously, because of the midweek predictions. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't believe he, he's still up there, and no one's sort of challenging him. But well, I've got people queuing to do it, mate. So <laughs> have we <laughs> really short on people? Yeah, I've got at least three or four people that have asked to do it. I just don't think they want Jamie winning. <laughs> but wow. everyone's struggling to get anyway. Like, there's been weeks where um, I can't remember who it was, but someone had a really good score at half time. I can't remember who it was. I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, but they it was they James. looked. It was James. It was James. It was James. Yeah. He had like yeah half time. He was like about 30, 40, yeah, thirty or forty really. points. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure. I mean, this this week we got Liam, um, who's a Villa fan, so we, we've got the Birmingham Villa game in there. He he's gone for a conservative draw, so 
Um, we'll, we'll see how he gets on, but we obviously we're, we're coming to the latter stages of the season now. So if anyone does want to get involved um, and have a chance of winning the prestigious view from the sideline predictions challenge trophy, um, which will be revealed um, in due course, then then let us know. Uh, just drop us a note for any of the social media channels. Um, I'm just wait to finish my cereal so I can use the cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Blue Peter style Blue Peter, it. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's still time to get involved. Um, like we say, 30 is the score to beat. Um, which, and you can right, win which stuff. Which paper I mean, doesn't, doesn't seem that hard to achieve? That's three correct results, but trust me, I think we've only hit 33 times each, isn't it? I think yes. it was twice or three times. So Yeah, I think we can yeah. safely say from, from doing this week in, week out, and our average has been around 16 that it's it's not as easy as you and as we've you only had a think. couple of people get 25 haven't we we've only had two or three people i think it is so. no well, we've got four 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 people oh. that got 25 only one that's got zero so you that can go adam. the other way Wasn't yeah that you, adam it was yeah you you can be you can be the second person to get zero so yeah yeah if you want to um if you want to get involved um let us know um nothing to lose um everything to gain so uh, yeah, just let us know. Um, so, yeah, like I say, Lee, Liam is our guest uh, this week. Um, we've got the Saints-Spurs game in there as well. Uh, I'm going to that, Chris. I don't know if I, don't know if I yeah, told you. Well. Uh, so I will I will be there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's predictions. We will get the... So the, this week's matches are online now and we'll get the um, get the results on over the weekend and then we'll be going again next week. Uh, right up until the end of the season, and let's see if Jamie can can hold that position. So, special topic this week, Chris, is yep. around Fulham. Fulham, yeah. So, so see, where do I you want to start? Well, I think we'll just start by saying I think are we both in agreement that we believe that Fulham will be relegated this season? Um, I am. Yes, I think, I I th- I think we're going to have to say that. So. I think it all starts at the start of a season, but it actually starts sooner. It actually starts before that with these signings that they've made. So I think it's been, it's been very vocal about how many players that they bought in and they've spent over a hundred million pounds and the team, they've basically bought a team for the Premier League, but what they've actually done is that they, they've bought individual players that have very, very struggled to gel as a team. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I just gonna, I'm just going to go back to our very first episode of the podcast when we did our, we did our predictions. Yeah. Um, and the, the one area with regards to relegation that you and I disagreed on was you had Saints to go down and Fulham to stay up, and I went the other way, um, where I thought Fulham may struggle. Um, and I think you've got to kind of look back to then when with the, with the money that they spent when when you're talking about a team that gets promoted to the Premier League and they spend over a hundred million, you, you almost kind of get lured into the into the perception that they're gonna they're gonna stay up because they've obviously yeah. bought players they've, of a certain quality. Spent, but yeah. d- just to go through the list, and you'll you'll have to apologise some about some of my pronunciation. I've seen that. Anguissa, I saw his name on the... Yeah, so Anguissa, 
twenty twenty two point three million. Um, he was he was the most expensive, wasn't he? 22? No, Seri was the most expensive. Oh, Seri, thirty something. Twenty twenty five. Uh, I'll read them out, Chris, because you're getting the wrong numbers okay. and the wrong players. And you can let us know how many of these are played for Yeovil. Um, Mitrovic twenty two million. Alfie Mawson fifteen. Uh, Lemachan. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> Excuse my French. Uh, 7.5 million. Joe Bryan, 6. Um, obviously, Ryan Babbles come in at 1.8. He probably looks the most the most value for money. Uh, Fabry, 5 million. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think of myself as, as a relative, relatively knowledgeable person on football. I, I've heard of Mitrovic, Mawson and Babble. They're the only so three the, people so, that I've was heard it of. Byram? Byram? Joe Byron, Byron yeah. Yeah, he he came I believe he came from Bristol City. Um I believe. Okay. But so. I mean you you've got a kind of uh, I can almost compare it to like when Spurs sold Gareth Bale and um I know they're sort of more household names now but oh, well. Uh, well apart from <laughs> what well, Ericsson, Ericsson Ericsson was, was, the was best money. And, and probably Lamella, Lamella? I mean, we'd yeah. probably sell him for a profit the, the rest were I mean Capoo's still doing all right um but I just think that the one thing that I absolutely 100% agree with is that the worst thing that Fulham, and maybe it's with with an element of hindsight, the worst thing Fulham could have done was was rip up the team that got them to where they were. And if you look at if you look at Fulham's rise up through the championship last year to get promotion, um, I think at one point they were sort of mid table, and then they went on an amazing run which got them into the playoffs. They ended up winning the playoffs, and they're into the Premier League. Yeah. And I think it was almost a case where they didn't have confidence in the team that they had and that it was going to keep them in the, the division. So it wasn't panic by him, but it was almost like we've got to strengthen, but we've got but, to strengthen to such an extent you know, that, that you... we're almost changing our team. We're changing the nucleus of the team that got us to this position. But when you look at, so when you look at the other two teams that came, I know Wolves spent, big but they they have managed to buy players that I think that they knew would gel well as with their team and Cardiff just didn't really buy anyone at all they just kept pretty much 90% of what they already yes, had yes but so. do, you, do you not think that Wolves were just better equipped as they were already to come up into yeah, the Premier I think, League I think, that I think that's the best squad in, in the championship last I think year. that's where Fulham didn't think that they did have a good enough squad to stay in the division. And I think that that's almost why they just went out and bought all of these players. And if I remember, if they, did they not use, they used three goalies in the first six or eight games, something like that. So they used three goalies in their first eight games and they didn't stick with the same defence until the 13th game of the season. It took 13 games. Oh, I mean, that's just, same that's just crazy. And, and you think, and you actually try and think as to why they concede so many goals. But, you know, when surely by the fourth or fifth game, you would know your best defence, not 13 games, which is just, uh, they've conceded so many goals. And, and we've seen yeah, them but... defend and they just, they just don't. 
No, they don't. don't but like they do, play do, with each other. So. Do, you, do you not think that it was because I'm, I'm being really conscious here not to look at Fulham's early results because I'm going to find the answer to the teaser. Um, but do you not think that it, the reason they chopped and changed so much is because they were conceding goals, well, it, and he yes, and he he was but... he was trying to find the formula. Yeah. That that would stop them conceding goals because it's got out of control. I, I I don't even know how you can have that many conversations. <laughs> but no, but know. I mean, I remember I remember early in the season. My my view on Fulham was that they they that they play good enough football to stay in the Premier League, and I think that in 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 a funny sort of way, that's almost been their downfall because they haven't they haven't tried to to be more solid if that makes sense they, they've they've almost continued yeah. to try and play the way that you expect Fulham to play even though they're in serious trouble and they almost just need to ad- adopt a sort of Wimbledon sort of in the 80s 90s style where they're just extremely hard to beat and it's not pretty but maybe maybe they can't maybe they couldn't adopt that style of play I'm not sure I think Mitrovic is probably, for me, the, the best player that they signed. And I think out of all the players they signed, he was probably the most well-known, obviously, playing for a Premier League team beforehand. Um, and like you said, Babel, who's come in, I thought has played, he played well, actually, against Chelsea at the weekend. Um, they've obviously gone through a few managers this season. Uh, Jokanovic being the first, Ranieri and now Parker. I don't think that helps the team personally. I think you get to know a manager and you get to know their style of how they want to play and then obviously to then have to play in a completely different way. I think that probably harms more than it helps, I would say. For me, it probably would anyway. Yeah, I mean, just on Babel, I mean, I'm not... In January, I mean, he's not going to come in on his own and sort of single-handedly keep them no. up. I mean, he's a decent player and he he has sort of given them a new dimension. I didn't realise he was 35. I didn't realise he was that old. I thought he was younger than that. Oh, my God. Oh. Man United have scored. Have they really? Man United have scored. Rashford have scored a penalty. Oh, so they're going through. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, is, my this, is, this is not good news. Well, it is, it is penalty in the ninety-second minute. It is. It is for English football. It's not oh. good news for for us tomorrow. Old Hunter's going to have a field day. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, but but and and again, I agree with you on with with Mitrovic. He he's the he's the player that uh, Huddersfield and Cardiff don't have. That that give Fulham that edge, but Fulham are just so, so poor defensively that it almost voids out what, what he gives them over the other two, um, which is a shame. I mean, what I, what I will be interested in is, is what, what happens to Fulham sort of over the next sort of six to eight months with, with the owner. And I mean, he's, He's he's put money into the club. There's no denying that. Obviously, he tried to buy Wembley and that. So, I I, I would assume that he's he's not he's well equipped. Let's say with money. he is, <laughs> and it would it would almost give you the impression that he's in it for the long haul, and he wants to he wants to make Fulham as successful but as they can happens, be. Happens to the fifteen players that they've signed. 
I don't, yeah, but that's the, but that's the thing because I mean, what's he going to if if they do end up getting relegated? What's going to happen in the summer? I mean, I would imagine they're going to have to sell to buy, um, which which may not be a bad thing because if they can recoup as much as possible for these people that they've bought, yeah. then then they might have a a, de- a decent chance of coming straight back up. But I just yeah, I'm I not just... sure. I'm not sure they're going to keep the same squad together, and he's going to go. Oh, by the no. way, here's another fifty million. He's going to lose. He'll lose the key players. I think. I. I... It, you know, yeah, but, I, I don't uh, know take, whether they be able take to Mitrovic, for example. Yeah, but where would he it? go? I, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure where. I don't know. Maybe if, you, if you've got a Norwich or a Leeds coming up, I mean, maybe he, he, he might go somewhere like that. But And it's like Callum Chambers. I mean, I know he's on loan, but I mean, would he stay there? Because uh, I can't see him getting in the Arsenal side. Um, a fact about Callum Chambers for you, Chris. Do you know he scored four Premier League goals um, and each one has been for a different manager? Uh, Did you know certainly. that? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know <laughs> that. I know he's a good scored... fact for you. He's... He's it was a good goal a as well. It was, yeah. it was, a, good, it was well, a good goal. Crap defending, but... But, um, but what what happens to him? Because I mean, like I say, realistically, I, I can't see him getting back in, in into the Arsenal side. So does he stay there uh, on loan, or does, does he go somewhere else on loan? And Sessignon, if you if you sort of think think back twelve eighteen months, I mean, Spurs were pretty close to signing him. There was a lot of big teams I interested still, I in him. I still say he's probably well sought after. Um, He's a, he's yes, an so does he back, leave? So. I mean, do, does he leave? Because yeah. having a taste of the Premier League, I mean, you, you've got to imagine that he he's going to want to get back to that level. That that's where he's going to want to be playing. So I don't do, know what's does, happened does he in the leave? United game, mate. But they're in the ninety-eighth minute. Oh, well, they're using VAR, it's aren't they? Maybe playing. something's happened. Anyway, yeah. Porto Rome has gone to extra time. Yeah. Then. I would. I think we both agreed that Fulham are, are down. That they're, they're in trouble. But I think you're right that they are probably going to have to re- recoup some of the money that they've spent. And from what I understand, most of the team that got them up are still there. So they've got. They are. They're just not playing. Got, but they've I got think... the team there to to try and get them back up. But like you said, I'm sure. That they'll probably invest in some more players, but it's trying to keep hold of their key players like Mitrovic. I I, I don't I, know how long Babel signed for. I fear for Fulham in the respect of I think they could end up like Stoke, um, sure. or or maybe even Villa or Swansea, where I, I mean that there's there's almost an assumption that if you're a, a, a Premier League side and get relegated, that you're 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 the three best teams equipped to, to go straight back up, but I think not that necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case at all. Well, and I think no. Stoke's probably a prime. I, I had Stoke to win the championship, and they're sort of languishing in the such, bottom half. And I, I, I wonder, out of, it is. Um, was that a plug for the blog on that the website? Was, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, but I, I do fear for them. I think if they go down, I think they're. Unless sort of they 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 buy the right players, they 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 rotate the squad in the right way. Um, maybe Scott Parker would be. I like Scott Parker. Maybe he'd be the the person to to bring them back up. But I I don't see them coming back up straight away. I might be wrong, but um, 
I think this season's probably hit them hard. And I, I'm not for a second saying that if they had kept with the team that got them promoted, they would have they would have been okay in the Premier League and they would have stayed up. We'll never know that. No. Um, but obviously the position they're in, all the fingers are going to point to the fact that they've pretty much dismantled that team and they've they've rebuilt three quarters of it. That's that's one of the main reasons. And especially the Chelsea game, because Scott Parker went back to basics a little bit with it and brought some of those players back in they into the well. team. And they yeah. and they yeah, they did. And they and because they played well, the the argument for the fact that they should have just stuck with what they knew is is sort of more highlighted, I think. But yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean until it's certain, we don't know, but I, I think they're in trouble, and I think a lot of Fulham fans think have probably accepted the fact that they are yeah. they are probably doomed, which is a shame. Yeah. Right. Teaser answer. Yes. Go on then. And May United have won, by the way. They have. They're they free. They played a hundred minutes in that game. So I don't know what happened. Well, it's a fair play. play. Yeah. Fair, fair, well, you've got you go. to give Solskjaer, Solskjaer the job Solskjaer's, now. he's passed his test. You, you've got to give him the job. <laughs> the Teaser Porto Roma goal. Uh, Porto Roma game is going extra time. So. Okay. Uh, Teaser answer. Uh, I'm going to guess. And I think it was away from home. And I think they drew Newcastle. Newcastle away. It was Newcastle. Get in. There was an element of guess around that, and that's because we were talking about Mitrovic, and I thought he used to play for um, Newcastle. So there you go. That was a good one. Thanks, Chris. I'll I'll, I'll take that. So, is there anything else you would like to add this week before we leave? Um, just very quickly, um, so you may have seen online, and we just mentioned it then, so we have got a new blog entry on the website. Um, for those of you that don't know about the website, um, so it's everything about the podcast, really, um, but we do have a blog on there with various various entries on there, um, and we've just published a new one this week, which is around the championship Um and the quality of the league and the excitement of the league and where it sort of sits within other leagues around Europe, um, which has had a, a pretty decent response since we put it out. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, just just go to the website, www.vftsl.co.uk, and you'll be able to see it, and you'll be able to see all details about the predictions, all the other blog entries, a little bit about myself and Chris. Um, so, yeah, take a look. So... Oh, and I'm going to Spurs Saturday. So, oh, Spurs. so next week, yes, oh, next God, week we'll we'll be putting some stuff online, hopefully um, around that uh, sort of my travels to St Mary's to hopefully see Spurs win. So I should be able to give a pretty decent uh, match report on that one. Fingers crossed. So they don't lose. Yes, <laughs> let's 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 hope they don't. I'm in the Saints end, so I. I I can Ray. just cheer. I look, can just look cheer. for Rich. He's, you know, uh, just about six foot, I would say. Um, dark hair. Are you six foot? Do you not know? Have you never met me? Yeah. 
Six I'm not six hundred. foot, Chris. No, I'm six foot four. Six four. Yeah. Black hair. Little gray, bit gray, graying, graying slightly. A bit. He'll be the one. He'll be wearing a fake mustache and glasses, and have yeah. a newspaper in front of him with two holes in it. That'll be yeah. <laughs> Say hello, <to> Rex. <laughs> anyway, that is uh, that is it for this week. So yes. I will see you next week. Yeah. Speak to you later. Bye.